2: See chilling on a Sunday afternoon is thinking about, well, you know we're gonna talk right down to earth in a language here that everyone well can understand. One that everyone can relate to. So actually I think it sounds better. Um if we're just gonna be chill about this, if you will, in a radio voice. Please bow your heads Moment of silence for a life that has just been lost Daphne Unger, a.k.a. Shannon Sparrow 1975 to 2021 We ask that you please keep her in your prayers um, I ask that you uh, take this moment of silence And If you please I apologize for that little Interruption So With that being said Please take a moment of silence In my life and loving memory Of Shaneshro, my apologies again for all these technological interruptions. Let's get this under consideration. That her life will never be forgotten; it will be remembered and cherished in loving memory of row. Please stand by.
1: All right. So
2: this is a Sunday, obviously, and Pizza Simpson will be joining us fairly shortly. We have a few subjects to discuss. I'm pretty sure we're gonna make points. We're gonna be valid. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show my loyal, devoted co host.
1: Pizza Simpson. Who else?
0: What's up, good buddies? Let's get into this, man.
2: Yes, let's shout. Let's let's
0: yeah, let's do it. Oh, so first off, how was your weekend?
2: Oh man. It was busy and very hectic.
0: (laughs) Right on, right on. Same here. Um, Yeah, so uh, did you see the uh, Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair
1: little uh, shindig this week on Monday Night Raw?
2: I caught tidbits of it, dude. I mean, I watched the replay, to be honest with you. I'm, uh-huh. not, I'm not sure I understand. I'm, dude, I'm not sure I understand. Did we just see Nia Jax pin the champion? And that just mm. confused the
0: ever-living daylights of me. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't
2: know mm.
1: what to make of
0: it. You know, that's not the part that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how the match broke down and it just seemed like all the communication was completely out the window and they were just kind of scrapping at, at, at times. And at a certain point, Charlotte Flair just kind of gave up and kind of gave Nia Jax a slap in the head. It almost looked like she was saying, what the fuck is wrong with you?
2: Um, as hmm. you're talking about, the match looks like an entire shoot. Yeah. That's probably
0: because not
1: that not that to...
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm referring to, my
1: friend.
2: <laughs> just, yeah. I've been saying this since day one about her. She's a nice person, but as a wrestler, Jesus Christ, I mean, I had just I don't know what she does to be honest with you in in the back uh when they're discussing crap. I'm not in the locker room. I just assume from what I saw. Holy shit. I if I were Charlotte, we'd be having words in the back.
3: And I honestly um, yeah. I would
2: not I wouldn't I wouldn't want to wrestle her. I would not. If I was a female, I would not want to wrestle Nia Jax.
0: You know you know what I think it is? I think it is that Charlotte can get through and have a good match, and I don't think Nia Jax is capable of having a good match, no matter who you put <laughs> her with, and she just doesn't get it. I don't think – I'm sorry, I don't mean to be that guy, but I just don't think she knows how to work. And I don't think she
1: I- cares.
2: I I, well, I I don't know what Nia's mentality is. We all don't. Okay, look, I don't know what is going through Nia's mind, but you're right. She, no matter who you have put her with, like they put her with Alexa Bliss, she was elevated. By Alexa Bliss. Yeah and yeah and then they put her with Shayna Baszler because Shayna really didn't have any inkling of what was going on, and she's like, oh, I wonder how that conversation went. You know, oh, by the way, you're going to be paired with Nia Jax. Oh, uh, what?
1: Mm.
2: You know, I mean, they did win <laughs> women's tag team championships, okay. But I think Shayna Baszler carried that team, or is still carrying that team. And the fact that she went up against Charlotte Flair, what, are we running out of women on the roster? We couldn't just – I mean, obviously you can't call up NXT people at will, but it's like – who's big enough on the women's roster and from NXT aside from Raquel Gonzalez or Jesus Christ, I forget, you know, there's um uh, there's somebody else. That I don't know if she got cut or not from the NXT UK roster, but I, she will be a man classic. Yeah. And, uh, there's really no <laughs> woman. Oh, Dewdrop. drop drop could, but then poor Dewdrop would probably dropped on her head by Naya with her Samoan drops. And, uh, it just like you said. That's
0: actually
2: I don't, true. <laughs> like I mean, after watching that match, dude, I was like, "What the hell did I just witness, dude?"
0: Like, yeah, I or, wouldn't say it was a shoot though. I, I definitely think it was a breakdown in communication and definitely frustration and just over, over just came, overcame the both of them. I, I I think they got it back together towards the end of the match, and they were able to get to a finish. But as you saw the if, if you saw the finish, Charlotte didn't stay sit down for too long, and she got the fuck out of there as soon as she could.
2: I think Charlotte was basically thinking what any
0: wrestler would be thinking, and that is, dude,
2: why, you know, as long as the audience doesn't completely tear you apart, they're lucky. That was not an East Coast crowd which would have been more brutal towards that because there was a lot of smarks that sit in the audience that think they know what the fuck they're talking about. But the point is if you don't pay attention during your match or even before then because they go but man, they go over this stuff before they get in that ring and so for her to sit there and look like she's totally unprepared and talking about Naya that would piss me the fuck off royally because you're in front of a global audience that is going to tear you to ribbons. And luckily, yeah, like bro, you said, it just, hmm. I'm not going to spend my time it's ranting just, and raving about that because you know what? Yeah, bro? that so, wasn't
0: really, well, that wasn't that good, my guy. Um, what else is going on? Um, yeah, we got to talk about this NXT revamp. <laughs> I am gonna Okay, I'll i I'll I'll go first. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say what everybody feels that NXT that we know and love is completely dead. And if John Laurinaitis and Vince McMahon and Bruce Pitch Bruce Pritchard are all on the fucking on the fucking NXT on to NXT now, it's not gonna be good, man. We're gonna it's gonna be bad and it's gonna be like First season NXT, and I'm not talking about, like, NXT with, like, you know, Seth Rollins and Jinder Mahal and stuff like that. I'm not – it's not going to be good like that. It's going to be back to the old days when they were doing, like, challenges and it was, like, a wannabe reality show with Wade Barrett and uh, Heath Miller or Heath Slater. NXT's dead, dude. It just –
2: It was lifeless to begin with and now that they've got stereotyped characters like (laughs) Aunt Saray and Gigi Dolan and um, how do I put this? Mm -hmm. The colors turned to like the ugly windbreaker pants colors from the 90s and I'm like, why did you change the colors? And not just the change of logo, but the feel, the overall atmosphere of NXT is just like, I I honestly have a big question mark. It's like, okay, we don't know that Vince claims to care about the product, but what, what really is going to be obvious, if people like uh, L.A. Knight or hmm, whomever looks like a bodybuilder and what's going to happen with um, – I don't really care about these. I, I don't mean to be mean here, but Hit Row – I hope you hit the wayside. I really do. But knowing Vince, he's gonna turn it into another nation of domination type shit. Okay. And three I don't know what the women are gonna be doing in NXT. I mean, they haven't done shit since um well for a very long time and that the division's kind of gonna hinge upon Raquel Gonzalez, yikes. Um, well, a lot
0: of... let's wait, 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 wait. Let's not get too, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. First, we hit roll. They have a giant guy in there. They have, they have that guy, uh, AJ from the collector show. He's gigantic. So and if, if he can move and is athletic in any way, he's in a good position because that's what they're going for. They want big. So that's good. Swerve Swerve Scott can work. Swerve Scott is awesome. And he's a good wrestler, my friend, but if they're going in an opposite direction, he's going to have to have a really awesome personality to stay around, you know, because he's also very, very small. And then they got a sexy chick with them. So, as you know, having a sexy chick worked into your package is hot. <laughs> but it's definitely a plus. You know what I'm saying? So, hit I roll just, can be They might have a chance, bro. They might have a chance.
3: Mm. I mean,
2: I my personal feel on that group is like uh I don't know. They just strike me as uh, there's no one to challenge them and there's like three other in, like, okay, there's Pete Dunn's group then there's uh, Diamond Mind and then there was undisputed. there's no more undisputed because it overstayed its welcome and now we've got very limited individual power on NXT. No one really stands out except for... Some They're currently Joe.
0: feeding with... Uh... Le, uh something something gotta phantasma. phantasma. Yeah, so
2: yeah, with I, mean, phantasma. Mm. I mean, I mean, taking on the, I, I, the I mean, hit roll uh,
0: I mean, there's there's some stuff for them to do as a group. So it's not completely. I think you're. I think you're. I think you're jumping the gun on them. And I do agree. Raquel Gonzalez is definitely not ready for WWE Raw. They're not. She's not ready for SmackDown. She's getting better. She's getting better. I don't know, man. That's not really what I'm worried about. I'm really worried about like the in-ring stuff is not. What I'm worried about. I'm worried. Just more worried about the overall aesthetic of NXT. I'm worried about you know. With with Bruce Pritchard being in with Bruce Pritchard being there, he's a gimmick guy because he, that's what he thinks that he thinks that's what Vince likes. So he's going to try to come up with a lot of stuff like that. And John Laurinaitis is a body guy, so all these big body guys might be coming in, and there's going to be a lot of green fucking goose shit turd guys there. It's going to be it's well, going to be I bad, man.
2: One of those dudes that can tell you, like, I, I, this is what I... He can, for a big dude, he can move and kind of work. your generic big guy, Duke Hudson, who was in the NXT oh. Breakout Tournament. And like, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Guys like him are going I've to... I've heard of a, him. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: just like, he had a match with Kyle O'Reilly, and O'Reilly essentially carried the entire match. Um, Hudson... It's not saying that he doesn't have skill, but this is what frightens me as a small dude, um, and as a you know a person that's been around wrestling as a fan and as a former worker. When you see Vince McMahon or hear his name, you think you, this is what you. This is what I think. Vince McMahon loves the big dudes, It's not just Laurinaitis or it's not just Pritchard. For a small dude coming in there like Kylo Riley and Pete Dunne, you really can't. Toy with them, but Vince will say yes, I can. And it's just like in my mind, NXT is basically going to be taken over by the big dudes. And it's just like when you started with the hit romance, I was like an example of big dude. All all the big dudes. Why would you let go of Bronson Reed? Why would you let go of Keith Lee? Okay.
0: Keith Lee so, hasn't been released.
2: So NXT now. Well, I know, but I'm just thinking ahead like normal and, and jumping to conclusion. But in my own mind, in the state of NXT, the, state, the aesthetics, as you put it, my biggest thing is it's like what to do. You know, if you're a competitor that's small, because that's why I said in in my mind of all minds, you know, it's just like Dunn, O'Reilly, Roderick Strong; those guys are not six feet five inches tall, two hundred and thirty five pounds. Um, Cameron Grimes isn't that big either, but it's just a matter of like where are you gonna put the competitors that have been there for a few years now? Is uh are they gonna touch base with them and be like, Well, uh, I guess you'll be jobbing to these guys now. That's my biggest thing, is like, okay. You know a guy that's been promoter yeah. that came in and he had like he had guys like Ultimate Warrior and Roddy Piper wasn't the biggest of dudes, but then you had Hulk Hogan and Legion of Doom and all these guys were above six feet tall. The only dude under that watermark was Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels back in the day was like your precursor to guys like Adam Cole and who's no longer with the NXT brand anymore. He was not with WWE, period. But the biggest thing with Vince is like, his trademark has been known to not give the, the little guy the chance. Daniel Bryan, anybody? CM Punk, anyone? He's not really pertaining. He's not really insistent upon those names because he's had the luxury of big guys like Batista, Triple H, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, even Mick Foley's no slash. He's about 6'5", but what comes along with big guys, you can't just be big and have no talent, Warlord. <laughs> the thing is like
1: uh, the- <laughs> <Fucker>. <laughs> I was just saying, like
2: the,
3: the whole thing with NXT.
2: And my mindset is it's like what what biggest fear for me and for maybe other people is like now what kind of spread is Vince gonna have on the card because we all know that. He has a business boner for big dudes, and that's their apparent. You know, who look who came to RAW, and and then disappeared or didn't even appear at all. Lars Sullivan. Um, it, it's just like the god dude. Are we living in nineteen ninety six, ninety seven? We're gonna come and we're gonna present Attitude. Christ please, for the love of God, just do what Bill Callahan did with the Raiders and just copy and paste the format, but don't lose. Don't choke is all I ask from Vince and them, but knowing that's too much... I'm praying. I literally am praying that Fred should and them come there and follow the format from 2013, 14, 15, 16, and so on because if you don't, there's a lot of fans that have already jumped ship even before this move, so... So yeah. I'm going to end the thing with we hope for the
0: best, but we don't know. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, Becky Lynch is back and Brock Lesnar. Personally, uh-huh. like I don't really care about Brock Lesnar being back. It's just going to be whatever. So, I don't really mm. want to spend too much time on that because it's gonna be someone's gonna get suplex. It's gonna be the same thing. It'll, we'll see, you know. But I don't really care too much about that. Now Becky Lynch yeah. coming back, you know, oh. I really, <laughs> I really don't mind her coming back right now. But I would much rather see, I much would have rather have seen a fucking, a longer match than just her coming in squashing. Squashing um, Bel Air like that. What what do you think, bro? I mean,
2: I mean, I think if you agreed to it in rehearsal, or if you agreed to it, you know, if you knew, cause if we knew Lynch was coming back, because Sasha supposedly disappears, I mean, just like, well, now we have to do something since Punk's back, and Lynch was the closest thing. Not even, I mean, okay, I felt that too. A lot, of, a lot of fans will argue that Lynch is nothing near where CM Punk or Stone Cold or what, you know, whomever. But I think everyone can agree, though, that once Punk kicks, you know, decided to have a career rebirth or an epiphany, like, they didn't ask him, oh, no, the fuck they didn't, dude. CM Punk is not adhering to any company rules. Mm -mm. They did not ask him. Punk basically said, okay, I feel like I need to kickstart my career again, And that's when, you know, got winning. Bring it in, bro. Well, here's what I'm going to say.
0: Bring it back to Becky Lynch. Okay,
2: well, Lynch, you know, (laughs) winning the way she did, I'm going to say like this, is she may have had ring rust had she had even a seven-minute match. We don't know. I mean, she looked fine health-wise, but we don't know mentality-wise, can I go this long type thing. So I think maybe it was more of a business concern, and that's why the match was a squash. I know a lot of fans hated it, but I'm going to tell you from the outside perspective, opinion type thing, if I was away from the ring for eight months or if Ric Flair or Triple H or um, Stone Cold or Bret Hart, when his prime, Shawn Michaels and his prime was away from the ring For that long And they came in and faced their opponent And they were unsure Of whether or not They could continue uh, For that long Then okay the easy fix is Okay It's going to be 30-45 seconds Boom Or not even that long But uh, I'm not really Concerned Because number one they have a story and two, it, it was going to be a story anyways because you knew once Lynch came back, she was going to either feud with Sasha, which okay, that one's easy, but Bianca
0: Belair, that's a new element. So there was no point in squashing. Not, there was uh, s- s- squashing Bianca served no purpose.
2: What are you talking but if about? if she went no, but if she had a lengthy match, dude, and what if she gets hurt? Even if it's seven minutes, if she lands the wrong way or bumps wrong, or if she hits a move and it's not sure, that's and it looks wrestling. Bad.
0: Okay, what you know, are you but, talking about? So you're saying if like if she, if she, has she has had a wrestling match, really that's it. what happens. See <laughs> so it's go time. Return to work,
2: stupid. No, but if. If fans are not getting the point, though, if she comes back and has even if it's not a Broadway length match and it's seven to eight minutes and something goes wrong,
0: she gets hurt. There goes the fucking ratings, dude. There goes. What are you talking? Then why bring her back? Then why bring her back in the first place? If you're not prepared to bring her back, she is ready to go. Push the
2: emergency callback button on her. You say, "Hey, we need you to come to this, you know, event because okay." They're not going to they're not going to outwardly say, "Well, Punk's back, we need you." That's kind of a slap in the face. They're literally going to okay. If we're sitting here in a wrestling match, and I haven't or not I haven't, but let's say a big name hasn't been back. Uh, let's see, Hawk or Kenny Omega. Let's say they haven't been involved in a match for so long, and they're not sure. Do you really want to force them out of their element to be like, okay, yeah, by the way? Then don't put them on TV until they're to ready
0: to wrestle.
2: That's their if call, they're not though, ready dude. to
0: go. If you're not ready to put them on TV, then don't put them on TV. That doesn't make sense. Well, you know, if, if they're healthy, if I'm a if I'm a promoter. If I'm a promoter and you're 100% ready to go, this is my big show. I'm not saving you for next month. It's ready now. It's, it's, you're in a ratings board now. There is two companies, and if your top talent is ready to go, and she hasn't been gone eight months, nine months. She's been gone more than a year. It's game time, bro. You've got to send your star players out. What are you saving her for? TLC? Elimination Chamber?
1: I mean, Extreme
0: Rules is coming up. So <laughs> so, so, saying, so what you're telling me is you not, could save Becky not. Lynch and, and you would have ran that angle at Extreme Rules that showed that more than likely less people is going to be watching in the first place?
1: Okay. Because, what like,
0: you like you let me say. ask you, let me ask you, are you going to watch SummerSlam live or Extreme Rules live? Because I'm going to not, I'm skipping Extreme Rules. I'm watching, I'm watching SummerSlam live that's the real talk.
3: Okay.
2: I know I'm not going to get through. No, dude, but I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is not this is from the perspective of what they were probably thinking, which is probably not the brightest idea, but if a wrestler says he's okay with it, Bianca Belair agreed to do this. So, in other words, you want somebody to blame? Blame the sucking second core because she was a champion for how long? And people are gonna bitch about a hun- what?
0: They like 130 days they. or something. So got- she said it on SmackDown.
2: So, okay, but she's she's still getting included in the main event. Is she not? She's not getting pushed to the wayside like uh, Mela or Oscar or occasional person who stomps her feet and goes away for about 4 or 5 months and even talks about going to the other company wink wink Sasha Banks
0: bro you Name. know you know that Bianca is going to lose her rematch and then she's not going to she might not be at fucking she might not be going at fucking uh um Becky in a month or two I don't know it could be over we before we don't know the whole picture, Just like but... that
2: we don't know the whole picture, but leave it up to chance. They did what they set out to do in wrestling, and even though it's stupid, it got us on a podcast. It got other podcasts talking about it. In their minds, dude, this is the stupidest theory they've ever come up with in WWE. Let's give it's them. It's WWE. I'm not surprised
0: about. by dumb things they do.
1: Well, I'm they not
2: did things by... and it's obviously got us talking about it. It's a subject of discussion, even from even from AEW marks. Okay, AEW fans, sorry. They will talk about, oh, did you see the dumb thing WWE did? Well, guess what, fuckers? You all, we all are talking about it. So guess what? Even though we may not agree with what goes on inside a promotion, the thing of the matter is Becky Lynch may – I don't know what the discussion was in the office. I don't pretend to know because I wasn't there. But I'm pretty sure if someone agrees to do something in a match and you nod your head, yes, I'm okay with this, okay, everyone wants to get mad. Becky, I'm not mad she's back, but I'm mad that she squashed Bianca. Give me a fucking break. The thing for the matter is, when you, as a worker, shake, you know, your head and say, okay, I'm going to agree to get squashed, then guess what, Peter? Bianca Belair may have not, you know, won the match or may have not had a seven-minute match, but when you look at the tail of the tape, and probably before the match, I'm probably sure she knew that Lynch was coming back because she's like, on on the stupid little WWE reels that you see. As a fan, you'll see that you know from RKO to you know Bianca Belair to any RK bro, I should say. But you will see little tidbits that they will not show you, and but from behind the scenes and what it says, and not in writing, but when you sit there. As a worker, you're like, okay, this is how this is going to go. They know before they hit that ring what's going to happen. So my thing is, it's like, we've all been not victimized, but it's like fans, like, we like to complain about every little thing. And my thing, from where I'm coming from, is like, yes, we don't know where Bianca Belair is going to end up later on down the road. We don't. But she's too much of a talent. To be just cast to the wayside In jobbing matches with Carmella's dumbass. Sorry, not sorry, dear, but you suck. And to whoever lets you know, and um, Zelina Vega, for that matter, they're they're women who work their ass off. But if they know that they're in a match like Summerslam, even if it were hell, dude. Even if it was Shotzi Blackheart, or her, not even her, but Tony Storm, or the caliber of Rhea Ripley. And you knew Becky Lynch was returning. And you were told, by the way, this is going to be a squash. It's not going to be a lanky match. Just make sure,
0: it come in, boom, boom, out, out. You know, boom, I'm going to hit you.
3: Bro, One, just because three, taking... they
0: agreed to it doesn't mean it's a good decision.
2: I'm not saying it was a great decision. But if they agreed to it, then, yes, whether fans like it or not, man, whether we like it or not. It's the way it is, okay? If they say, if we, they were to have a lengthy match and something went wrong, guess what? Everybody and their brother's mother would be talking about, oh, this went wrong during the match. That went wrong. There's no fucking satisfying anybody in this goddamn world of wrestling. Bro, man.
1: get over no, it. No what That's they what they wrestling is.
0: That's what happens. Are you kidding me? So what? If, she, if Nobody, she's been out for a year. And she has a wrestling match, and she gets hurt in a wrestling match. That's the nature of the job. So what okay. the hell are you talking about? What? So you, you're so what it's you're saying like you're I'm hanging on like saving stuff. for saving her return for, I don't know, Royal Rumble, save, put keep her I off what you know keep you. her off TV for another few more months.
2: It wouldn't have fucking mattered you understand, dude? What I'm trying to tell you is, it wouldn't have mattered if they had a six minute match. Fans would have found something to fucking bitch about. I
0: understand. I comp- I completely understand what you're saying. If if you're saying they should have just sent her out there, squashed, her, squashed Becky, I mean squashed Bianca, just to keep her safe for some reason, and then have her have another match, have her have her first match back on whatever, whatever SmackDown. Sometime or something. Survivor Series. Just because we got to keep her safe. Even though she's been training mm-hmm. every day, ready to call. Roster,
2: Do you think how long they could prolong the fact that Bianca Belair would be
0: champion? No, dude.
2: Her as a champion for how long? Would hold the company for how long? hundred and thirty-two days. hundred and thirty-two
0: days. That's how long she's been okay. champion. She said it on SmackDown.
2: 132 days. I mean, I mean
0: Yonka Belair is amazing. It athlete. didn't serve a she purpose, bro. No, but... The it didn't do is... anything. It did not even help Becky. And what did it do? It didn't make it didn't make Becky even look any better.
2: You know where WWE's direction is headed after this because we know a certain somebody is going to come back during a certain pay per view, And we all know we're not going to want her to come back. But, you know, WWE hinges off the old and never seems to... Wanda Rousey currently so pregnant.
0: What are you talking about?
2: I said eventually. I didn't say when. I didn't say now she's coming back. I said we all know a certain somebody. That could range from anybody, dude. It could range from not Rousey, but it could be Bailey. It could be Sasha. It could be practically anybody from the NXT UK, Kaylee Ray. It could be anybody. What I'm saying is...
0: Bailey's outlet of ACL. From
2: I know this, but I'm saying anybody, any name. I didn't say time. I said a name for Becky to face. Bianca's a name, but their roster's so thin. Who are they going to have Becky Lynch face off with? We all know that it ranges from, you know, whichever roster, because we as fans don't know know who Becky was going to be faced with. Well, yes. But what I'm saying to you is, as fans, there's some moments there just like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Not just through this time period. There's been every fucking time period when wrestling fans have bitched about, oh, the Montreal screw job. How long has someone bitched about that for the last how many goddamn years? 24? And we still polarize that moment or the fact that Attitude Era began and some fans are like, I stopped watching wrestling when it was the Attitude Era. Like, are we fucking serious? We're going to stop watching wrestling when The Undertaker's streak ended. Yet, tune in to Monday Night Raw the next night. We're going to stop watching wrestling when Becky Lynch won the title in a squash match style. Yet, here some fans are. No one's comparing the two. No one's comparing...
0: No one is um, no one is saying that this woman losing her title in a quick match is in the same vein or in the same category as the events that you laid out there. Straight up. I'm just saying
2: no, I'm just saying dude, that's how fans have throughout time have been I'm not comparing those moments all in one setting. I'm just saying fans complain which is their god given right. You can't can't say, well, fans can't complain No, I'm saying, but certain fans Have said, I stopped, I became disenchanted With wrestling because Fill in the blank That could be a lot of Sure
1: Um,
0: anyways Um (laughs) Yeah Okay, so Did you watch Smackdown this week? Yes I did Give me, give me a quick How was it? What was the first? What was the first match, first, bro?
2: Let me see. I have it in my notes. Actually, it was the Usos versus the Street Profits. And How'd that Street go? Street Profits and the no- Yeah, the well, the Street Profits actually started off with jaw jacking, and then let's see here. <laughs> I'm sorry, let me catch my breath, folks. So. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the, like the highlights Is just like The Street Profits Actually end up winning that match And uh, I want to cut like the highlights though The very first one was like I think that the Street Profits are trying to stick their nose In family business blah 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 And the Street Profits came out and sure. said what, what do you two think you're doing in the ring Don't you need a permission slip from Roman To be in that ring I mean, it was kinda of like reminiscent of New Day and the Uso's not quite the level, but these two are good team. They got good the chemistry between each other. I liked it. Uh, it was very right, right, right. Case, Yeah, so that you know. That was that. And then you uh, know, uh Boog, so Boog So what else was on that Ziggler.
0: shit bro? And Ziggs versus Big uh yeah. Rick Boog, sorry, versus Zig <laughs> I like that game? name. It sounds like it sounds like you're saying Rick Booger. <laughs>
2: It just, it's like the Wonder Jericho said, I, I really like this dude, but he needs to change his name. I agree.
3: Um, that match was a very
2: basic match. Uh, I think Ziggler uh-huh. and Boogs had great chemistry. And to be quite honest with you, I was kind of shocked that neither Nakamura or Rude got involved. But Boog so was in the right? it was a straight one on one match? It was a straight one on one. There was no. Up on the apron, action whatsoever, and then Nakamura congratulated uh-huh. uh, Boogs after the match. So then, let's see here, the Kevin Owens show, which you know, Logan Paul and Baron. Oh Paul God! Are you
0: kidding? Yeah,
2: no joke, dude. Logan Paul's back, and it's just like,
0: uh... oh that, God.
2: That yeah, and they were like, I'm no, glad he here. Like, no. Oh, like Jackson's I know I'm glad I'm here. And, and then I was just like, what? Am I seeing things again? Is it WrestleMania thirty-seven all over?
0: Um, bro is, was saying, "Is, you know, is Logan I, I, Paul? Is Logan Paul gonna be with fucking Baron Corbin? Like in a corner yeah. and shit or some shit?" Yeah. Uh,
2: yes. That's, uh, that's
0: what I'm saying. It's just like.
2: Well, if certain celebrities get involved. It's either good or bad, and I don't know. From a ratings perspective, it could be good, but from a from a wrestler's uh, wrestling perspective,
0: so I saw that like Baron Corbin like isn't sad anymore, and he's like won a whole bunch of money, and he's all a cool rich guy now.
2: He's like the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase said. No one ever, but in an annoying country Kansas City version way. Um, I think, I think you know, it's just like the gimmick is like he, you're supposed to hate him. We who, who, in their right mind has liked Baron Corbin since the day that he started NXT? I don't think anyone because the show That's that true. featured Kevin Owens and well, he and Kevin Owens so, commingle quite well, and it's just like they mesh really well. Kevin Owens hates uh, Baron Corbin. Corbin took a cheap shot. And then uh, uh-huh. Logan Paul just stood there You know like a fanboy In the middle of the ring And it's like <laughs> They tell celebrities what to, what to say Or what to do I don't think they do
0: Nah 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 Nah
2: I think so
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Well let's see uh-huh. The main event was Finn Balor Versus Roman Reigns So they had a little drama Beginning The Usos beat up Finn Balor Stopping them up And Deal step of course. Rib, it was a little dramatic. You know. Then the street profits came out, and it was too little, too late. Michael Cole's words, and then uh, the match started because the <laughs> medics came out and asked the asked Finn Balor if he was okay. Um, it was good back and forth between Roman and Finn. Finn hit the coup de gras, and then at the uh, two count, Roman, I guess this is kind of funny, inadvertently hit a low blow. Don't you think so, Corey Graves? Do do do. Like,
0: did he do the? You know, did he, which one did he do? Did he did he punch him in the balls, or did he do that one where like he does like the like he lifts his leg and kicks him with, in the nuts with his leg? You know what I'm talking about? No, it was just a straight punch to the balls. Ah, uh, I like when they like have him in like a, a full Nelson and he kicks him with the back of his leg, kinda. You know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, but he was like in a fucking pinfall. I think the like a it was kind of funny because I was like, I wonder if they went over this, like, beforehand because Ben's in a pen, and then Roman just, rolls, you know, rolls out with his right hand. Inadvertently bullshit. That looked intentional. Uh, yeah. And then Roman, you know, does a little submission maneuver, and then Finn Baldy. That's his new thing is the submission, and the, the dude fades, and it's like oh, yeah yeah. And then one, you know, so his hand goes down for one. I was like, what happened to the gimmick where you do one hand down, two, and if he looks
0: like he's fading? I was like, I get it. So. Oh, it's because uh, Roman is so much bigger than Finn, so if he puts that choke hold on him, there's no way he's going to get a fucking heroic comeback. He's just going to fucking choke his ass right out. <laughs> yeah. And
2: that was... uh. Oh, yeah, there's a little tidbit that I've, I've been liking that <laughs> I should say. The women's division has a little bit of life because Naomi keeps asking, so when am I going to have my match, when am I going to have my match? And they keep teasing
3: a heel Naomi,
2: and that's really what I'm looking forward to. Is like, well, Naomi's not involved in this in this whole shindig. She's probably going to say, well, hey, where's my piece? Where's my cut? You know, I used to be a women's right. champion once upon a time. And so when she's been constantly asking Sonia DeVille week in and week out, hey, when's my chance? And Sonia's kind of blowing her off like, I'm on the phone right now. And she straight up um, gave uh, Sonia the look like, oh, I'm going to get mine. And I have a feeling it's going to be during the contract signing next week at MSG. And it doesn't matter who she attacks, but I am a feeling she's going to attack both Lynch and Bel Air and i have a feeling it's going to be a triple threat or maybe not but i don't know Yuck. we'll have to see, we'll have to see next week at MSG so
0: oh god i don't i don't know if i want i want to see any more triple threats like ever i just feel like those never worked out well with like anybody i yeah
2: I just think... Let's see here. Let's let's see here. Okay, that wraps up my uh, SmackDown Live discussion because I literally don't have anything other than... Ooh, ah, uh, okay, that was cool. And, uh, okay, you know, that's literally what I have so far, folks, on the SmackDown Live review that was presented to you all. But, you know, let's take a breather. From that, and let's take a look back, ladies and gents, at what was, you know, a moment in history. So, before um, Pizza gets into some AEW, we are going to go back in time just a smidgen, folks, and it seems like it was only yesterday. So, let's roll the clips, shall we?
3: Chris Stevens, King of. An incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. <sighs> Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WL. Because I've son, without a shadow of a gun, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your songs, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says, he, I just whipped he, your he,
1: ass. I just whipped your ass.
3: Fuck yeah. All oh, these go by my sheep bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his pride. As so the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. As far as this championship match is concerned, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come. And when I get the shots, you're looking at the next WWF champion, and that's the bottom line for Stone Cold hit, so. Obviously anything but humble.
1: The fourth
0: prestigious king of the ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. That got me fired up, bro. Bro. Mm. (laughs) That got me fucking fired fucking up. Um, Hell yeah. Man, I love it. So, AEW go-home shows were this week, and uh, Dynamite was all right. Dynamite was okay. Um, Kicked off with uh, FTR and Proud Proud and Powerful. I'm not sure if you're up on what's going on, but uh, Cash fucked his arm up real, real, real fucking bad at uh, one of the shows, caught his arm on one of the hook like the hook that catches the uh turnbuckle to the range post type of deal and fucking ripped his shit and he's been having issues with his um his feeling the feeling in his hand and whatnot that's that's awful man and so this might have been uh their last match together and it was it was a fucking sick match brian um uh, it was a sick match Brian In remembrance of Bobby The uh, Beautiful Bobby FTR showed, paid tribute By coming out in coming out Midnight Express themed tights Which I really liked And Santana and Ortiz had their face painted up Which is always pretty cool They look like characters from Dead Presidents Um This was just one of those sick ass Wild ass fucking tag matches With a bunch of shit going on Um there was a bunch of suplexes and, you know, fucking combo moves and, you know, good lord, there was a clean-ass brain buster from Harwood and uh, Cash hit a sick, gory buster, uh, you know, the gory buster that Chavo did. Fucking awesome. This was real, real tight, real tight match. Uh, Santana Ortiz picked up the win after after a bunch of combo You know, they did like they gave they gave cash like seven moves in a row and then pinned them. You know one of those one of those tag one of those tag one of those new age tag uh, matches that we get all the time. 2.0 was up next in a up in a promo. They did pretty good. They talked their shit. I like 2.0. 2.0 is always talking shit. I think they're all they're a pretty good tag team. And as long as they keep talking, I think that that'll keep people noticing. Keep people noticing. Keep people paying attention to them because if you're sitting there dormant people are passing you by then there was there was you know there was an in-ring punk there was an in-ring punk excuse me there was an in-ring promo from cm punk which was interrupted by 2.0 and daniel garcia and they came out whooped his ass and darby and sting came out and saved uh, cm punk it was pretty cool darby sting and cm punk all did their finishes um I really, I really wanted to point out Gar- Daniel Garcia is working a lot. I see him a lot on IWTV, seen him in Limitless, Beyond Wrestling. He's, you know, he's still young, but he's doing pretty good, and he's uh, making a lot of noise right now. I'm not, uh, I'm not watching any kind of Kenny Omega promo because he's probably going to be talking like a cartoon character or some bullshit. It's going to be just disingenuine. He, he sounds like he does phone sex, so I don't know. I don't I don't really like his uh, I don't really like when he's talking. Um, then another promo MJF and a lot of this for me I skip by it a lot because because a lot of these promos are the same and they're not really saying anything they're just gonna, really going to blow my mind and I, I just don't give a shit about what MJ, MJF's going to say he's probably going to call someone a nerd and he's better than someone else and blah 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 blah. So MJF was talking shit about Y2J. I don't care. Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. This is another thing I just wanted to skip because, I don't know, I I, I don't want to watch it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't want to watch Jack Evans. I don't mind Orange Cassidy, and I think his uh, whole thing is pretty funny, but I just can't watch Jack Evans. I just think they could have gave him somebody else, Orange Cassidy. I, I just wasn't happy with that and so the the hardy uh so the hardy family the hardy family organization or whatever the fuck they're called came out to whip on orange a little bit but he was saved by Jurassic Express and uh next was another promo MJ uh I mean, sorry Eddie Kingston came out and if anybody's aware of any Eddie, Eddie Kingston's promo work he's he's fucking awesome he's not he's never been a real he's never been you know He's never really been in that greatest shape, but he's a fucking ass kicker, and he loves professional wrestling. And his shows and his promo work is fucking fantastic. I really like Eddie Kingston because he looks like he looks like somebody you know from down the street. Somebody you know, he looks real, you know, and I appreciate that. Next up was a uh, was the sit down was was the sit down interview with uh, Y2J and Jim Ross. I don't give a fuck. I fast forwarded that. Mox, uh, Mox was up with a um, Mox was what was up next with a promo. He was uh, perfect. He was um, putting over his opponent for the All Out pay per view, uh, Satoshi Kojima, who is a legend. He's he is a legend in in Japan, and he really he really put in his time and put in work, and he really had excellent matches over there for New Japan, and then transferred over to All Japan, which was which was huge, which was huge at the time, which was like. It was basically like some, you know, like John Cena or fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin, just your top guy leaving to go into your competition, and Kojima was the first man to ever hold the IWGP and the Triple Crown title at the same time, which essentially, as I said, was like. Was like it was like holding the WCW title and the fucking WWF title at the same time. I, it, excuse me. His match against his match against the the, the uh, then champion Hiroshi Tenzon when he when when he defeated when he defeated Tenzon it was an hour it was an hour war. It was absolutely fantastic. So so Kojima coming here is a pretty big deal. Again, um, Brian Cage was up against against the Will Hobbs. Powerhouse Hops. I'm not watching Brian Cage ever. I'm sorry. I just don't like him. I, I don't like him. I don't. I personally don't like him. And I think his moves kind of suck. And I think he's just not really there. And I think he. I think he's not really there because he has a genuine love of professional wrestling. I think he's just there and he's doing moves and he's just hoping to get get on and make money. And I can't hate anyone for making money, but I just feel like he just sucks and he's just disingenuine. And you know. Working against uh, powerhouse Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs is not going to learn anything from this company, and he's only going to pick up bad habits. So, I didn't watch this match, so I don't give a shit about it. Up next was Penelope Ford versus Tay Conti. I really like Tay Conti, and I think Penelope Penelope Ford is getting better. Um, I would much rather see I would much rather see someone like Penelope Ford than uh, Brian Cage because Brian Cage is just there just a muscle guy doing spots, and it just feels like it's just like a video game, man. He's not like, it's just, he's just a robot. And Penelope Ford or Tay Conti, even though they have have a short time in professional wrestling, they seem to just be getting better, and, and watching them improve is pretty great. And I really enjoy Tay Conti's um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu offense and her, her judo style, which was actually pretty fucking cool. Um, this was, this, 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 um, excuse, me, th- excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Conti picks up the win here before kicks her fucking ass afterwards. And the bunny comes out and, uh, you know, wh- they whoop on her a little bit more. So Anna Jay comes out and makes that save. So that was pretty cool. It was nice to see Anna Jay back coming back from her fucking surgery. She was out for a minute from uh, from shoulder surgery. So Anna Jade's back and she's in the uh, women's battle royal that I'll be speaking about a little bit in a little bit. Thunder Rosa came out and had a promo, and she was attacked by Jade Cargill and Nyla Rose. After they whooped up on Thunder Rosa, Jade and Nyla had a had a stare down. That was uh, pretty awkward. In the main event, Elite Elite. Uh, The elite of Carl Anderson, Big Drew Galloway and Drew Big Luke or whatever his name is this time, and the Bucks versus Tenta Ray and Jurassic Express. And as you know from if anybody's been listening to what I'm going to describe how I'm going to describe this match, this was the same shit you would always see: bunch of flips, course elite, you know. Brian Cage. Well, I, I hate Brian Cage tonight. Fuck. <laughs>
1: um,
0: um, the Bucks are going to get their flippy shit in, and Penta and Phoenix are going to do their thing, and that's pretty much what it came down to, and the Elite pick up the win after the Bucks hit the Meltzer driver on Ray Phoenix, and so Kenny Omega, after after the match, Kenny Omega came down and dropped the cage, and he wanted to come out and whoop everybody's ass and what whatever and and so Christian came out and tried to make the save and Christian got his ass kicked and I don't know I didn't really I didn't really give a shit about this I I don't know I I don't really like the elite it's boring and stupid <laughs> so I was happy for it to be over but I I really as I said like as I say I really don't like the elite because I think it's just boring. I just really, really, I don't care, and I want to see more from I want to see more from other people, and less of them together. And I, but my one thing that I'm really happy about about this show is that they put the main event on last. I feel like this match should have been last and not first because Dynamite has the tendency of doing some some sick All Star match like this as, as the first match, and then they do. Adam Page versus I don't know some guy from some guy from the Dark Order that makes no sense and that just that just sends the fans home confused because I'm or bored that's really what it is after I've seen the best match by the end I just I'm just really just want to go home <laughs> so that was the go home show for Dynamite and so Rampage was up next. Malachi Black took on Lee Johnson. This was a Mal- Malachi Black pretty much beat up Lee Johnson. He Lee Johnson ate a roundhouse kick, and uh, yeah, Lee Johnson sucks. He sucks, man. He sucks. He shouldn't be there. Dustin came out to make a save afterwards. Dustin is going to be Malachi Black's next promo next person. Good promo from Dustin though. It's pretty awesome. It's great to see Dustin still uh, kicking ass in his fifties. Next up, we had a segment with Miro and Eddie Kingston. That was pretty awesome. Those two guys are gonna beat the shit out of each other. Britt Baker comes out with uh, Rebel and Jamie Hater for the three for the uh, handicap match against Chris Statlander. I don't care who won this, but I'm pretty sure Chris Statlander did. Um, They did a shitty-looking press conference that looked fake to hype up Mach versus Kojima. Up next, there was a Darby and 2.0 promo. Uh, you know, I don't really like these, and Darby is really uninteresting because he's always just creepily talking and whispering and saying things like, oh, we're all going to die and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I don't care. You know, <laughs> So Punk is back. You know how you know what it is. Punk is back out and yeah. then for the next thing he uh he came out he when he comes out, uh somebody in the front row offered CM Punk a drink. And if any if anybody has a clue in their brain, everybody knows that fucking CM Punk is straight edge, so I really commend CM Punk for laughing it off, but I know inside he was fucking mad and um, <laughs> this was this was definitely interesting because I kind of glazed over this at first there was five guys in the booth because there was four to begin with, there was Mark Henry Excalibur Chris Jericho and Taz and then they showed CM Punk in. and CM Punk was really offering nothing he, CM Punk was playing with straight guys and Chris Jericho screaming Who was who screamed throughout the match? Um, I'm sorry, throughout the show. Daniel Garcia versus Darby was the main event. Darby, I mean, Daniel Garcia's offense is 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 uh, quite boring. Let me just tell you, he's quite boring. It's very very old school style wrestling. Reminds me of Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry, Bryan. It reminds me of Bryan Danielson in in like 2002. Which is, there's nothing wrong with it It's very classic and old school But it's effective And Daniel beat the shit out of Darby For a good portion of this match Darby ends up picking up the win After this really sweet, nifty little pin And So, after the match 2.0 came out and kicked their asses A little bit more And Darby and Punk had had a face off I just felt that You know, that was just a little light Going into Going into All Out and speaking of All Out, here's your here's your all out card, ten man tag, best friends in Jurassic Express taking on the taking on the Hardy family or Hardy family office. So hopefully this is the end of the Matt Hardy Orange Cassidy feud. Ladies Casino Battle Royale's on this show, so I think this is probably gonna be this the wins gonna be I think the win is going to be the the secret the secret lady wrestler that's going to debut on um, that night's show, which is tonight. Excuse me. Sean Moxley is going to pick up the win against Kojima. I think Y2J is going to retain against MJF for the TMT title. We got Miro and Eddie Kingston. Even though I think I think this is going to be a good hard hitting match, I see this title staying with. I see the title staying with Miro. Bucks versus Lucha Bros in the cage. I don't think the Bucks are ever going to lose, so I'm going to go with the Bucks. And let's see, ladies match, Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Britt's just got the belt. She's not going to lose anytime soon. So I'm taking Britt. Punk versus Darby. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be Punk even though I think Darby's gonna carry him through the whole thing because Punk is definitely rusty and nervous. So Kenny Omega versus Christian for the AEW title. Omega is definitely keeping that title. Christian is not winning it. I don't see Omega being dethroned until Adam Adam Page comes back from his sabbatical. That's my AEW review for the week, Big Dog.
2: Oh, let's see here. Alright, folks, this is the point in the show where we have three topics and we're gonna segue into this oh, my edition gosh. we didn't I do, a while, that, huh? But...
1: Yeah.
2: I see why not. I mean we haven't let's done go. this let's in go. quite Can... some time. Who's up? You or me I'm in. I think it's okay. me. All right. Well, let's, let's let's just kick this off the right way with cheesy, you know, new, you know, cheesy intro music. Let's do it. Or creepy advertisement with girls jumping rope and Liberty Mutual Insurance. Uh, liberty, Liberty Mutual. <laughs> Nothing rhymes with Liberty. You know what I
1: mean? Um.
2: So let's do this. Cheesy shit Um,
1: So I just got
2: Someone messaging me On Instagram Which has nothing to do with the show And I will gladly take care of that later Um, So we got three minutes on the clock And Pizza Simpson is on Said clock Well This gimmick hasn't been used in quite some time And how long will it last Finn Balor bringing back the Demon King Gimmick
0: uh how long do I think it's gonna last?
2: Uh-huh.
0: I think it's probably gonna last for a minute. They just fired the scene. The crowd likes the demon and he the Finn just lost and he we haven't seen it in a while, so I think it probably lasts until WrestleMania.
2: Thank God. Does he really need that? And moving forward, let's see here, another subject hand I uh, yeah. Let me just play a little clip for you, my friend. This is something new that I, I like doing, folks. And I know we have got three minutes on the clock, but we will we'll extend the time being for that thing. Let's see. Aha! Here we go. Okay, maybe not. Let me see here if I can find it. Where are you? See, oh. Ah! Here we go. Something, my friend. Like. Grand Slam champion.
3: All those fucking toys and posters. Don't mean shit. Getting mugged by fans. And airports, the hotels, and arenas. Don't mean shit. I don't like people anyway. They're not the same. It's not the drug that I love. The drug I've been addicted to for over a decade. Nikki, when you were in jail, pacing, pacing around in jail cell. I was pacing around in hotel rooms, and I wanted that drug. We
2: have unfinished business. We have a score to settled it. Okay, Nick Gage, John Moxley,
0: what do you think? I love it. I fucking love it. I'm happy as fuck if if john if john gonna be fighting anybody he needs to be fighting Nick fucking gage if he wants a death match he needs to be fighting with the fucking god of this shit it's Nick fucking gage it's m b k all fucking day recipes justice Pain. recipes neg, hatred fucking three two six fuck yeah let's go next question all
2: right, next question. <sighs> See if I can pull this from the notes. All right, we've extended the time, folks, by one minute, so I can just find this little link here. All right, folks, we've extended because, (laughs) ah, let's see here. So, Do we think that Punk's rebirth? Actually, I'm gonna save this for now because I know this is next week. But uh, actually, I can't. I know I cannot. So, no, oh, not that article. Okay. Do you think Jericho will retire?
0: Yeah, at some point. Eventually. Mm. Uh, not now because AEW is a is, is is a mark for him, and they'll probably give him whatever schedule he wants. And if he slows down, he can milk he can milk this fucking contract and milk these fucking guys as long as he wants. I think he can as long as he's as long as he's able. So I don't think he's going to retire anytime soon.
2: I actually didn't need the minute extension. That ends hot take, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to. Since we, you know, like we was all out of funk, you know, we can't, and,
0: okay, well, let's take, that was fucking good. Show. Give me a second. Woo. Let me fucking breathe. Oh, shit. That just <laughs> put me right on the spot after that fucking AEW fucking marathon I had to fucking call. And you're like, okay, we're going to hot take. <laughs>
2: This is the beauty of Wrestle Radio Network, folks. This is our new format type thing. And by the way, love it feels it. great. This is not, this is this is not rehearsed. If you think it's rehearsed, no, we're not reading from sheet of paper. Fuck no. This is not my show that I've been running for five years, and I'm glad that Pizza's revamped this. By the way, so we're gonna, you know, not gonna. Sit here and you know play patty cakes with this shit this is this is professional wrestling we're discussing here. This is not sports uh, uh, sports center on ESPN where you have a nice little makeup and all this shit. So uh, we're gonna segue into pizza segment, folks. If you haven't already done so, you can check them out on his Instagram. And the episodes air 24 hours after on iTunes. You can download it for free. Up until the time we become famous, then we're gonna charge your asses the expensive 99 cents. So. <laughs> or still make it free
0: Just be nice, right?
2: All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, keep your ears open and on the other side of professional wrestling. Depending on what uh, Pizza Simpson decides to discuss, they, um, the following content is not a reflection or direct there upon upon the following wrestling companies: APJW, GCW, ICW, WWE, Ring of Honor. Or any other affiliated wrestling company that Peter Simpson decides to discuss. Any disclosure or reduction of this content will be discredited and copyright are copyrighted immediately. So Pizza Simpson. We're gonna give him the four in just a tidbit, okay? Here <laughs> <Care> with us. <laughs> to take it away.
0: Mm, here we go. It is so funny that you gave me that, that little question for number two and how I felt about Moxley and Nick Gage because let's get right into it. Breaking news, your new DCW champion, John Moxley, folks. John Moxley has defeated Matt Cardona at the Art of War uh, last night in Chicago. Wow, wow, we wow, GCW is on a fucking roll. I don't have the full results of that yet. I'm hopefully going to be getting my hands on that show very, very soon. But I can tell you that in the War Games match, can you, first of all, wrap your head, Brian, around a War Games-style death match, two rings, cage, over the whole fucking shit, scaffold, glass, the whole fucking nine, so in the in the War Games match, we had Team M.D.K., which was captained by Nick Gage with Alex Colon, Effie, the Effie, Matt Justice, and Good Old Manser taking on Team Four Four O. Who's Finally at full screen. After the return of Eddie Only, we got freaking Ricky Ricky Shane Page whose whose blood feud with Nick Gage just doesn't seem like it's ever gonna fucking end, my man. We got wow. Ricky Shane Page. We got yeah, they're still they're they're killing each other. We got we got we got, we got Ricky Shane Page, we got Atticus Cog Atticus Colgar, who's who's the young prodigy who's having sick matches every time he fucking wrestles. Bobby Beverly, Eric Ryan, two blood freaks who also are awesome, and the returning returning Eddie only, who's a little sleazy, which I kinda like. We'll get into that in my my H two overview. And the and Greg Iron. So Team M D K Team M D K wins this match and after the match, Ricky Shane Page tweeted out he's done with death matches. So well, that leads a lot of speculation what what the future holds for Ricky Shane Page but but in the main event in the open the GCW Universal Championship open challenge who 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 Mac Rodona came out with a new GCW title that include so that was a spinner belt wow he was really really working the crowd I loved it but but, but, but a but a but a but a but a black but a but a guy dressed all in black showed up and uh, he unmasked to be John Moxley and he is your new GCW champion which led to a. Stare down with um, with former champion Nick gauge who's been feuding with who's been feuding on and off with 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 Moxley since God knows when. Which I want to say WrestleMania, my friend.
1: Let's see what else. What else?
0: NWA seventy three was was uh, last weekend, and Nick Aldis's epic historic. His epic, historic thousand-day reign as the NWA champion came to an end when Trevor Murdoch surprised the world and defeats, defeats Nick Aldis for the prestigious title. Currently, Nick Aldis is working without a contract, and who knows what the future holds for the former NWA champion. Personally, with the NWA being on the rise, I would like to see him stay in... Stay with the NWA because he really, he really embodied and really had that look and aesthetic and feel of what an NWA champion is and should be. He reminded me of Ric Flair in the '80s. I loved it. So that was uh that was historic, and also at the the NWA Women's Pay Per View Empower. We got, we, we got new NWA Women's Tag Team Champions with Allison, Allison Kay and her partner, partner Marty Bell picking up the win and becoming the new NWA Women's Champion and also at that show the, there was a segment with Gail Kim about to get her ass kicked by some chicks I don't know the names of and Awesome Kong came out and made the save and Awesome Kong Awesome Kong retired So that's That's something man Awesome Kong has had a really long career And she's had a lot of excellent matches But especially her best matches Were were, were with Gail Kim It's it's unfortunate that Due to some injuries and, and with Globe being Canceled due to the COVID situation Who knows what holds what, 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 what holds next for Awesome Kong But she had a storied career Any thoughts on that bro?
2: Dude, like, I'm, like, kind of in shock that Kong retired. I thought she was going to jump Gail Kim, to tell you the truth. And (laughs) I was kind of like, I was like, OMG, Gail Kim's about to get smashed. Poor girl wearing heels, but, you know what I'm saying? And then she was like, if I had to face, matter of fact, I think I'm going to, Go back to my archives again, folks. I know I'm playing a lot of clips, but unless I was there, I really don't know, you know, what what the deal was. So let's see if I can find it.
0: Uh, well, no, just yet. We got we still got a lot of show to get through, buddy. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of show. We still got off the rails to get through. So yeah, man, that's that's really something. Um, in, other, in, in, other news, um, in other news, combat sport legend Minoru Suzuki is coming to America, which I fucking find very, 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 very awesome. Um, Minoru Suzuki has been around and, and involved in combat sports since the early 90s with with when, when, when he and Ma, Masakatsu Funaki he, they left new japan to form one of the earlier one of the earliest forms of uh MMA pancrase the 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 pancrase organization which was supposed to be which was supposed to be real like it was supposed to be like real wrestling like it was like it was it was based on the ancient greek art of pancration and Pancrase saw 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 many 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 some many 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 MMA early MMA stars like Ken Shamrock, Frank Shamrock, Vernon White, Guy Metzger, Baz Rutan. These these guys were your these were these were your early stars. And when 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 Minoru Suzuki's time with Pancrase slowed down, he instantly he easily transitioned back to wrestling, and he's 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 a he's one of those old school shooter wrestlers whose whose knowledge of submission wrestling is absolutely and is so advanced, and he is. Pretty much a human torture machine. Even his, even in his late later years, he's still putting on high quality matches. I have personally seen him just, just, just annoy Ketsu Kobashi, who's who's the stoic, you know, face of fucking badassery, who would just clean your fucking clock. And here you have Minoru Suzuki, who's just this, this annoying little prick who just keeps waiting for his moment to lock on an arm fucking lock, a chokehold and Suzuki is a multi-time champion winning the GHC title winning the prestigious triple crown so having Suzuki in America is fantastic his his opponent while while in America is going to be Daniel Garcia <laughs> I keep talking about this guy right his name keeps popping up in my fucking in my reports he's got Daniel Garcia He's got Calvin Tankman, who I, am, who, who I am so, 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 so such a big fan of because he is just a big fucking badass. Probably 6'2", 250, no fucking muscle, just a big fucking belly, just a fucking badass dude, but he still pops a flip off or he fucking clobbers you with a goddamn into gurry or a or a Lariat. Calvin Tankman is somebody that we need to be paying attention to, and he is making noise in MLW. He's taking on former former Ring of Honor World Champion Homicide, which which is going to be an absolutely excellent match, and which another one that I'm looking forward to. He's taking on for GCW Minoru Suzuki is taking on he's taking on Jonathan Gresham, and if anybody is in the now and in the notes they know that Gresham is a technical wizard and he is the current always pure champion so that's my news and tidbits but I got a review of the of my birthday show H2O the hustle the hustle organization the, the hardcore hustle organization Matt Tremont's federation out of out of New Jersey which is one of my favorite sets because it has a great storyline Going of, of 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 Matt Tremont's federation of Matt Tremont's company versus Ricky Shane Page's 440, 440 group, who's the current champion, who's pretty much running roughshod. The, the show kicks off with an excellent shot of of a barbed wire ring, of a, 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 a yeah a barbed wire ring, and Matt Tremont cutting just an absolute fucking. Experience. Promo. One of Matt Tremont's strong suits is his excellent promo, his promo skills, and he's coming out of retirement to take on the legend Onita in an explosion match on October 31st. I'm really fucking excited for that. So the show kicks off. The show kicks off with Matt Tremont in the ring, screaming his guts out and laying down the show, and yeah. And this is gonna be so. This is gonna be a good one. Matt Tremont is sending out uh, White Trash Forever to take on the team of Ricky Shane Page and Bobby Beverly and the Bev and they are the World Champion and Tag Champions respectively. And all titles will be on the line in that match. That was a great start. I really, really was happy with that one. The first match was Gigi Everson and. Ryan Redfield. These guys were kind of ugly, but they had a good fucking match, man. Gigi Everson turned a spear into into a he he reversed the spear into a spine buster, which I really fucking like. And Gigi picks up Gigi picks up the win after Redfield reverses a Uranagi And for some reason, after that, the referee tore his shirt off and quit. The next match up was uh, Hanaya versus Jenner, Jenner, Jenny Rose. This was um, this was Jenny Rose picking up the win with a roll up. I didn't really care about that. Who cares? So some dude some dude ran out and named Chondo. He Chondo he challenged Alex Colon to a death match. That's gonna be fucking gross because Alex Colon is a freak and he loves to bleed, and uh, so that's gonna be wild next in your next match connor claxton was taking on reed walker this was the uh, this was a case of the uh you know the old the old vet taking on the young upstart reed walker is pretty 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 good man connor's been around for a while he's an old czw guy it's, it's cool to see all these old czw guys picking up work and actually working somewhere it's, uh reed walker works a uh works a kind of submission style and he picks up the win after choking out he, after choking out connor claxton reed reed walker calls out brandon turk for hustle mania hustle mania is the uh big hustle show which i really like i like that they throw on mania on there They really tells that if you put mania on something that's you that's how you know it's a big it's a big show. Brandon Kirk came out and instead of attacking the young Greedwalkers, he t- he tells them he'll uh he'll see him he'll see him he'll see him at the big show. <laughs> Here's something I like, bro. In 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 the, with these uh smaller feds, with these smaller feds, they don't have uh they don't have table matches anymore. TLC matches they have door matches because it's much much cheaper. Um, so in a fatal four way door match. <laughs> Declan, Declan Grant, Devin Moore, and Devon Moore versus Mouse, and some dude I didn't catch the name of, and they were taking on the former champions Ross and Bradley, and and Mitch Valen and Chuck Payne, who are just two big monsters, they beat the shit out of each other for a fucking long time and put each other. It was fucking sick. It was a good match, man. This was a good fucking show. Mo, uh, Mouse and his partner, that I didn't catch the name of, I'm sorry, I, that really makes me look unprofessional. They uh, they won. Mouse Mouse is now the number Mouse and his partner, Are the number one contenders for the tag team titles, and they will be taking on the winner of the Bobby Beverly. Bobby Beverly and Eric Ryan main event. This was a good show, man. This was a good show. There was a promo there was a promo from uh the ref three who who quit. He's having a match with some guy. I just I I had to go get some more Hawaiian punch. So I didn't know. I missed the promo, man. I'm sorry. But I'll I'll be real. I had to go get more, more Hawaiian punch. Greg Greg Iron took on True Blood for the hybrid title. Greg Iron's from the four four O Group who's pretty much in control of all the titles. Greg <laughs> Iron picks up the win after Eddie Only interferes, and Greg picks up picks the win up with a pile driver. I wouldn't let a guy with one arm giving me a pile driver. I think that'd be pretty unsafe. Um, this led this this kept Eddie Only out in the ring. Eddie Only is this this <laughs> he's a short guy with tattoos and like. a leazy mustache. He's just gross. I fucking love him. He's always smoking cigarettes. He looks like he stinks. That whole group looks like they stink. So he took on the young plucky upstart Kennedy Copeland, who's been who's been just having good matches with everybody. <laughs> during during this match, they did that comedy spot where the um, where the face goes for a sunset flip, and then they pull the person's trunks down, and then it either shows their butt or something. So Kennedy Copeland pulls down Eddie Only's pants, and uh, he is wearing a pink song so he did the match. He did the match in his underwear, in a pink thong for a bit. Um, (laughs) That was funny. Kenny Copeland picks up the win after she she reverses a move into a nice arm bar. It's pretty fucking sick, man. Eddie only attacks after the match, but she was saved by Dan O'Hare, who challenges Eddie only to a match at Hustle Mania. And in one of the in and, 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 and a fucking fantastic death match, man, for the Deadly Havoc title, uh, Atticus Colgar defeats Marcus Mathers, who's the who's the uh, rookie of the year for H2O. This was gross, man. They beat the shit out of each other, man. They beat the shit out of each other. This was nasty. So, at one point, Colgar was just torturing this guy, man. He took a bunch of tacks and really jabbed it into his fucking head. And so, he had, he, so many had, like, fucking thousand fucking skewers right side of his head. And then he bashed him in the head with a bunch of glass. It was, it was fucking gross, man. It was
3: really, really gross.
0: Oh, such a good mess. I'm really happy. I really am looking, like this show is really gonna make me look is making me look forward for it look forward to uh Hustle so the main event, White Trash Forever, the team of Ron Matthews, Tyler Vox and Bruce Gray is taking on <laughs> Ricky Page, the Bev, and Eric Ryan, and speaking of guys who look like they think the Bev looks like he stinks, man. <laughs> this was this this was this was this, was, this was awesome. This was a good brawl, and this ended after some funny business from this This ended after some after some funny business from the referee, and so the so they keep so four four keeps their title. But um, so they continue to the, kick the asses of the guy in the ring, and so so making, so so we hear we we hear Matt Tremont's music come hit the hit the speakers, and everybody's excited. Bulldozer looks like he's back, and so he has a standoff with Ricky Page, and then fucking four 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 attacks him. They're kicking they're kicking mad fast. So the entire locker room clears clears the ring, and so so Matt who still is the who still owns the company. He he sets a bunch of matches for he sets a bunch of matches for. Oops.
1: Excuse um. me
0: he a match he sets a bunch of matches for hustlemania and in the main event of hustlemania we will have a barbed wire cage match. Ricky Shane Payne will be challenge, will be taking on he will be taking on Chuck Payne, Ron Mathis, and Devin Moore in a barbed wire cage. Really excellent show. Street Justice was probably 2 O's best show since um Hardcore Kingdom 5. I really, I really, really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this show and I'm looking forward to Hustle Mania. That's a slice of pizza, folks. Boom.
2: And, folks, if you want to catch the recap of the amazing Pizza Simpsons segment, Slice of Pizza, BT Dubs, man, you can head over on our social media page we'll be posting religiously now this entire episode, which is free on iTunes and as I said earlier it'll be ninety nine cents or a dollar ninety nine cents depending on how fancy dandy I feel, okay but now, we are getting into the nitty gritty, which is basically <laughs> uh let's see we got plenty of time I had plenty of time to oh
0: how do i put this? off the rails so oh yeah, we did it buddy.
2: We we got it. We got this. I got this. We you know
0: we whomever. It
2: is time, ladies and gentlemen, for <clears throat> the following content has or contained, actually does contain X what is. In other words, I got more F-bombs than D-Day, so if you have minors under the age of 18, please ask them to plug their ears. And if they do listen to this and get detention because of moi, because school is now back in session, even though there is a pandemic going on, which we will not touch because this is not a political show, I am not responsible for the amount of punishment they receive after hearing this segment. The following content also contains viewpoints and reflections that do not directly reflect upon the following company discuss AEW, WWE. Circle those two because I do not talk ever about Ring of Honor, and I'm sorry, apologize in advance. Uh ECW, ICW, and the following content. So, without further ado, you know, this is nice, but uh, enough banter. It. Which is not my music, and I can see because Steam Punk has returned. So music, gentle folk. Ah, let's see here. Hit the music take two.
1: Look in my what do you see? The concept.
2: somebody that returned tonight for AEW. There's also someone that signed with AEW. Again, we will all chat about that next week. So tonight, there's a lot on my mind lately concerning both AEW and WWE. Now, granted, I've caught tidbits of AEW. I've caught tidbits of WWE main focus would probably have to be on the simple fact that after watching NXT, it's like, wow, are we reversing field? We're going back to the 1996, 97 style of format. It was like very old school, cracker jack, pull a heel out of the box and let's have them go against this baby face, the women's division. It's just, you know, it's like uh, just one of them things where I'm confused. I'm like, which which version of NXT are we going for? Because there's one side of NXT that has featured Tommaso Ciampa feeding with uh, Pete Dunne. And it's not like these two have not faced each other. Also, I don't know who keeps posting this shit. But no, NXT UK is not dissolving. has not been made official on WWE's website. So whomever keeps posting that shit, please stop. I'm really... At the point boiling point with people who post something, and it's just like, can you please read before you spout? spout you spout off uh, posting on social media because it's not not going to sit well with certain people. It's not going to sit well with me. Uh, not that I'm anybody important, but you know, here's the thing: um, NXT UK has probably not been as publicized as NXT. And no, they're not dissolving the championships And as of September 7th. Whomever posted that shit, please stop. I am well aware that we've discussed Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard and them coming to the company. Allow me to shed some insight on how this is going to feel. Orinitis is one of those guys that if you don't straighten up fly right and go by his word, it's bye-bye. Same, You know, if Vince McMahon doesn't catch, if he does not catch his attention, by far that's going to be like the worst thing in the world for anyone on that roster. Um, As far as AEW is concerned, holy shit, the list of names just keep pouring in, but what are they going to do with them? That's my thing. CM Punk has literally reinvigorated their entire roster. He literally has. Because... I'll say it again. If it were not for him, AEW would still exist and still beat WWE in ratings. However, once they hit that roadblock and they ran out of shit to do, or ran out of shit, to, or would have run out of shit too had he not fine He saved their fucking bacon. Is what I'm trying to tell you. And his rebirth ultimately lit a fire. Hopefully. Under WWE's ass And it's showing It is showing Because in the main roster I've not noticed anything It's just Well it's improved It hasn't It has not improved To the point where I'm going to start Religiously watching it Over and over Smackdown Live Is one of those shows I've always Had an affinity For their show Raw uh, uh, Here and there I mean I really haven't Kept up with WWE stuff I mean I've watched it on replay on Hulu uh, because it's a lot simpler than watching commercial break and then going in and out of the room and typing up my memoir. Sorry, folks. Sometimes their material when it's shown on TV is not very intriguing. I know it's going to offend them when they hear this but not hear this. I know they don't listen to every little fucking podcast that they get their hands on. It seems AEW does and you'll hear about that next week because Pizza Simpson and myself discussed a little bit about that before the show. So I'm not gonna disguise it, but a certain tag team finally fucking lost. And uh all I can say is it's about damn time you took note of what oh uh almost caught myself there. Bad thing I did, so good thing you did. That's all I'm gonna tell you. And I'm I'm glad that there's somebody that returned tonight on AEW. I love giving mystery uh, sentences out on live air. But moving forward Again To reprieve the whole Punk theory That yes he did revive wrestling In today's wrestling Yes Because he didn't Okay There are certain people that will latch on to whatever wrestling They pertain to that are wrestling fans And What Punk did initially Was I'm here So now what now they have to, AEW and WWE have to step up their game. Ever since Punk Returns, this is how crazy this is, folks. I went on Redbubble and ordered me a CM Punk mask. I mean, Jesus Christ. I haven't seen dude in ring in seven years, and I'm already ordering his shit. There's something going on here. I mean, is it called a movement? Yes. Uh, is um, is NXT going to slunk or, you know... Are they just going to constantly float? I don't know. Honestly, Uh, to answer my own question, what I'm going to tell you is I firmly believe that NXT, from the direction that they're headed, they need to shake things up. They need to seek Mauro Ranello. I know he's not apt for coming back, but I wish he was. Because my concern is if you keep Beth Phoenix and Wade Barrett and Vic Joseph, it's going to make for a very difficult time of watching NXT. Since Vic Joseph is the only one with emphasis, Wade Barrett emphasizes way too long. And Beth Phoenix is more so concerned about a proposal. So not just that, but she's more concerned about making Analogies make sense, and this is wrestling where nothing's supposed to make sense, in my opinion. Especially at the commentary table with WWE. Makes it a lot simpler if you have a play-by-play, a color heel, and someone that can contrast that style. And no, I don't mean Michael Cole Jr.
1: and Vic Joseph.
2: Dear God in heaven, please help. Please help NXT. It's on life support. Not, not really. But I mean, has been that way. It seems like for the last year and a half, when they floated the idea of break apart, undisputed, they have no one to challenge them. They have they, instead of like batting around ideas, they're just like fuck it, pull the plug. That's just essentially how I feel, guys, about this whole fucking thing. You know, with Vince, Bruce, and them coming over, it's like uh, they already have. Ideas that have hit the brick wall And They already have ideas and concepts that have hit the brick wall And now they want to bring in a guy that as my partner Had mentioned and stated earlier Is a gimmick dude And this is not main roster, yikes Um, we have Moronitis coming in and producing Yee Just let I wish that Nick Khan would see it this way But uh, maybe you don't If we're all about making money And merchandise and getting ratings Here's the thing The demographics for NXT from the ages of 18 to 49 are not that high. That number has actually dwindled within the last three to four weeks. So if we want to get this ball rolling, folks, please pay attention to your fucking stats. And if you notice, when Ciampa's on TV, and not just him, when Gargano's on TV, certain wrestling fans do tune in. to spice up NXT you're gonna need a lot more than Ciampa and Gargano you're gonna need a whole fucking army make it look better feel better have that organic feel that it had in 2013 not the 2009 feel where they're doing beer keg challenges where wow even then Titus O'Neil just flew head over heels for that one didn't he um what I'm gathering folks is this fucking random rambling of mine is I'm not so sure about Vince coming to the territory of NXT. Uh, I say territory because it should be that feel, you know, competing, you know, within the same company, but different type of brand. Now NXT is getting the feel of Maine where everyone's picking up a microphone before their match or before something even goes down you're seeing a lot more backstage interviews more so than usual NXT used to be a show where you'd have a match you would have a pre segment and then it would segue into a match and now it just feels like we're kicking it old school and um Did I have you on mute? Did I have you on mute? Shoot. I'm sorry. I don't know if I touched that button. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, brother. You're good, bro. Okay, so... Basically, essentially, what I'm trying to say is it's not the same feel. And now it's getting even worse because people are under the impression that NXT is going to sink. Further than the depths of the fucking Titanic. And that's not a good feel because at least when Triple H was running the ship, it was clear, it was clear water, clear was no iceberg ahead. With Vince and, you know, the two Ringling brothers, Titus and Pritchard, no offense. I mean, I love Pritchard, he's a nice dude. I've had the pleasure of being around him one time in 2016. But... And outside of that, you know, we don't we it's uncharted waters. The talent really doesn't know what to think. They're already blending NXT UK and NXT as you've seen. So they're cross-promoting, which is not a problem. But we don't know if guys like Walter, Dragonoff, oh, who else? We don't know what the length of careers are going to have, you know, that are guys that have the height. They have the look. They they have that bodybuilder, you know, I'm larger than life and everyone better lay down for me type feel. Somebody think that, oh, well, that's uh, the old school type feel that Vince has. I'm like, no, I don't know if they're going to keep this the same, keep the product the way it, you know, not the way it is now that something needs to give. It can't just be straight wrestling matches the entire time for NXT. You've got to have a cage match. You have eventually one that has a build for that said cage match. Or, if, since it's near extreme rules, give NXT a takeover. Because there's got to be something that when Vince comes there and, and tries to prove the the naysayers, like, I can do this. There's got to be something for him to gravitate towards. can't just be, oh, let's pick up a microphone, and I'm feuding with this person. So I'm pretty sure he, the conversations are going to be like, okay, I'm pretty, pretty well aware that this person, LA Knight, shooting feuding with Cameron Grimes. Why don't we liven it up a bit? Okay, boss, what do you want? Okay, My best analogy for Vince McMahon Is that as a Raider fan He's like Al Davis He speaks his mind And defends whomever he's with And very loyal to it But when push came to shove Al Davis was not the greatest owner Because why? Essentially what happened in the draft In the 90's with the Raiders Really really bad juju We were terrible And then 98, 99, 2000 came 2001, we were great, and then boom. Similar to Vince, Vince is great if he has the players that can execute the plays. But if he doesn't have the players that can execute the plays, there tends to be a mode of panic on his end. And I mean, and others have seen it. But I mean, he doesn't have Taker, he does not have Austin. He does not have Foley. And The Rock's doing Hollywood. Cena's in and out of Hollywood. What does this have to do with NXT? If he doesn't have... If he doesn't have mainframe players, then what's he going to do? How's he going to work from scratch on a roster he's not familiar with? I mean, he watches the material and he tells—he used to tell Hunter, hey, I want to take a gander at this superstar so, and give them the call-up. I think they're ready. Now he's reversing fields. I mean, what what is the old man going to do? He's probably laughing his ass off, going, "I'll show them!" Ho ho. I mean, just picture him coming to the offices in Orlando. Can we picture him going to Orlando and shaking hands with all the superstars in the, in the beginning, intermediate, and advanced classes through NXT? Not just that, folks. But let's take a breather for a minute. To gather my thoughts about NXT and I'm going to just point out that if you want to follow us on social media you can do so on Wrestle Radio uh, Wrestle underscore radio on Instagram, Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com on Twitter at underscore Brian at Brian Rails or B train 05000 on Twitter those are our social media handles you can reach us directly on there after the episode of uh, during or whenever And we'd we'll be glad to answer your questions So To wrap this Whole Shindig up because Approaching late hours and it is Labor Day Tomorrow and who gives A rat's behind a rat's ass About it but I'm going to tell you is the following Vince McMahon running This show is a big 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 Question mark for anybody that's a part of whatever brand and NXT, NXT's colors are horrible now. They changed the colors. They changed the logo. Don't know what the revamp uh, change look is looking out, looking for. But I'm telling you right now, um, at kind of a toss-up, folks. It's up to you. I mean, I'll still watch just to compare and contrast and take notes because my job and the sad. That's sad sounding saying this, but NXT used to be not a chore to watch. But if Mar Noah was a part of the fucking broadcast, if Jim Ross was a part of the broadcast, or even Corey Graves, Byron Saxton, and Percy Harvin, or Percy Harvin, Percy was a part of the fucking show, I would watch. Religiously. But now... As I said, it's, it's up to of all of us, whether we want to watch them, AEW, Ring of Honor, or whatever. Vince joining this side of the track? Eee, I don't know. Just like Brian Cashman running shit for the Yankees. So, uh, <laughs> um, with that being said, if you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds or Pizza Simpson had to say, I got three choice words for you. Get about it. Stuck my ball. Pizza Simpson, any send-offs you'd like to give?
0: Um, yeah, man. Thanks for listening, man. See y'all next week. To those bitches, we got to get some shut-eye.
2: So um, we'll catch you on the flip side, all right? Good night. Happy Labor Catch day you on the flippy floppy. Catch you on the... Good
3: night.
1: All right. Hey. Night. Let's do this. Look in my eyes, what do you see? The cost of something I Cultural personality A cult personality